Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 21st November 2023 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Friendly hellos go out to our fellow Hong Kongers, both here and around the world. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. Our December show is in the works. It will be performed live on 7th of December at the Fringe Club. The theme this time is salt and pepper. Expect the stories to be anything but bland. Get your tickets through the link on the website, hongkongstories.com. And now for a story from our May 2023 show, which had the theme, All at Sea. Here is Pravita. So in high school, I was known as the science girl. I was really curious and I, science answered all of my questions. So I didn't even look into any other programs for university, except for science. I chose to do biochemistry in HKUST, which is short for the Hong Kong University of Sweat and Tears, <laughs> or Suicide and Tragedy. Um, back then, this was 10 years ago, so I couldn't just Google day in the life of a scientist. So I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I enjoyed my first two years at university. It allowed me to do exactly what I was good at, acquire knowledge, and ace exams. But then the boring and repetitive aspects of science started kicking in after year two. And I realized I couldn't sit there for two hours counting drops from a glass column. And I couldn't transfer colorless solutions nonstop into tiny, tiny tubes. And I soon realized as well, I was terrible at following the lab manual. They say doing science is just like baking. I guess that explains why my cookies never come out right. <laughs> so in this cold, dark lab, I felt really isolated. The nature of lab work is that you work independently, so there isn't any collaboration. And you could potentially screw up someone's experiment if you distracted someone with your chatter. So it was really lonely. And so by the time I finished this biochemistry degree, I wanted nothing to do with biochemistry. So I applied to every non-science job I could find on the internet, just closing my eyes and keep hitting that apply button. After a while, it started to feel like I was just throwing my CV into a black hole. But then I received a call from this recruitment agency. They wanted to interview me for a recruiter position. And the base salary was good, plus commission. So it sounded like just the thing I needed to try. So I went in for the interview, and oh my, never have I ever had to deal with that many interviews in my life. First, the interview was with the GM, and then with the COO, and then one by one with members of the team? How important was this position? And what they were like looking for is that, you know, whether I have the hunger to succeed in this field. And they were kind of hoping I would be just as good as this Indian girl on their team who was securing lots of clients and she was bringing in lots of money for the company. So they really grilled me like fresh corn on a cold winter's night. 
After five rounds of rigorous interviews, I was finally hired and placed under the leadership of a female consultant in the finance team. I was excited, my first real boss. How is she gonna be like? She was about five and a half foot tall with shoulder length curly hair. And she was constantly vaping this e-cigarette around the office. And she was very fidgety all the time. And, and she smelled like strawberries and nicotine. And she was, she was a big fan of to-do lists. Every morning, she would have a to-do list. And she would write this huge to-do list and expect us to tick every item by the end of the day. And when I couldn't get something on the list done, she would have one hand on her hip with the other hand holding a marker, tapping the whiteboard. So why couldn't we get this done? She would ask. And before I even opened my mouth to answer, she'd lose interest and she would move on to talk about the success of the other person on the team. So just like that, um, one month had passed in this company and some of the new newbies had begun to fill the first position they were working on. Just to clarify, my job was to, um, basically as a recruiter, was to make cold calls and get people uh, to be employees for my clients, which were um, like banks and financial uh, companies. So I would go to this super secret website, which sells your CVs, and then I would um, you know, get this phone numbers from the CVs and I would call them. Eventually, after a lot of hang-ups, I would get one or two interested enough and I would call them for an interview so I could pretend I was professional. And after that, um, yeah, so after that, and I had to do this before any other company did, so the pressure was on. So after um, a month, about a month, so new newbies were filling their position. So each time a new staff fills, signs their very first contract, a champagne bottle would be popped on a Friday at 4.30 p.m. as a celebration. I remember waiting eagerly so, like, to fill my first position so that I too could be celebrated. So I worked really hard. I was interviewing two people a day and I left the office super late, the latest being 9 p.m. And I even went all the way to IFC to meet a stranger in Starbucks. I was doing everything right. So why wasn't it working? So now the problem was that I was supposed to get people to sign on a contract role, contract job. But the people I was meeting had really stable, like long-term uh, jobs already, and they didn't like the risks that came with contract jobs. Regardless, I was supposed to you know, convince them to go for the opportunity, but something in me just didn't allow me to do that. I just felt for them too much. I just cared too much about their you know, situation, which led me not be able to display that killer sale, sales confidence to get them to you know, do what I wanted. So I still remember that months, one more month passed by and you know, I became the only newbie whose champagne bottle hadn't popped. So, um, and I still remember the pity look on the seniors' faces as they walked by my desk, waiting and waiting for my champagne bottle to pop.
And my confidence started to hit rock bottom at this point. And um, never have I ever felt so out of place. And at that moment, being the naive version that I was, I started thinking, this is happening because maybe I'm simply not good enough. Luckily for me, though, the embarrassment did come to an end. But instead of the free champagne, it was me who was popped out of the company. So <laughs> that's all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>